This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You're listening to Goodfellas Minute 67. <laughs> I know I'd go from rags to riches if you would only say you care. Hello, welcome to Goodfellas Minute, the only podcast that analyzes the Martin Scorsese picture Goodfellas one godly decorated minute at a time. My name is Connor Kilpatrick. I'm here with Ron Richards. Hello. And Josh Flanagan. Hello. This minute begins and Henry is still vomiting. <laughs> and it ends with Janice showing off what is essentially her fuck room. <laughs> 
Jesus, wow. No, that's, no, that, no, I'm sorry, but just for context, that's what Connor calls all bedrooms. <laughs> oh, well, she so. says this is where we spend all of our time. Oh, Connor, you just... You're oh, just, that's so bad. <laughs> At least she didn't say this is where the magic happens, like they always say on House Hunters. <laughs> okay, Ron. Um, so, uh, Henry's still throwing up. That's awful. Oh, yep. that's so bad. So, so okay. I so he's that. so he's throwing up, and we get a couple more seconds of, seconds of him throwing up. Where did they put the body? Uh, they put it back in the car. Well, yeah, yes. the trunk. It's in the trunk. Clearly, uh, and then they took it somewhere else. Where did it go? Some other place to bury it. Yeah, some other place we never even heard of. Yeah, not, some kind of not, new kind of place. It's not important. Doesn't help the story. It's true. <laughs> good work there on the uh, film theory. <laughs> You learned a lot from the Gabriel Hartman appearance. Yeah. I did. <laughs> it's irrelevant because it didn't become an issue again. And right. It would have been boring if it had. I'll tell you where they put it. I'm looking in the book. We put the body in the trunk and took it to a junkyard we used in Jersey. There it is. There you go. So that explains. So, so the, the wait, 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 one more line. Enough time had passed so nobody was going to think it was Billy. But they would still know it was a body. <laughs> well, they didn't have forensic science with Henry Hill, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Forensic science did not like they didn't have. No, but I mean the people then. at the junkyard. Right, right. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, 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 put the bodies in the back. Yeah, that's fine. That's where the bodies go. Uh, well, that would explain why after the vomiting scene, Henry is trying to wash the smell out of his trunk because they drove it from upstate New York to Jersey, oh. which is at least that's a, in the middle of the night. That's at least an hour plus. Yeah. Depending uh, on where they went. What yeah. parkways? Well, up, upstate yeah. could mean a lot of things. Well, yeah. Well, upstate is Yonkers. Let's be honest. Like they, they might not have been that far upstate. Yeah. Yeah. What what parkways would he use, Ron? Well, I mean, if they're coming down, so they probably came down from upstate. Uh, probably the cross. They took the cross county over to to get to the, the to get to, then to get to the uh, the Henry Hudson Parkway to get to the GW, and then they probably took the GW. That makes sense, right? Yeah, somewhere in Jersey. Yeah, somewhere in Jersey. Once I, once you cross the GW, it's just it's like the Wild West. It doesn't even matter. I'm, I'm surprised Jersey has names for roads. They, don't, they certainly don't have signs for them. No, they don't. Um, <laughs> so so uh, the the tr- the whole thing with the body turned to be a problem for Henry. So in, in real life, I guess it's not necessarily only in real life. They just don't show it here. He couldn't get rid of the smell and he had to junk the car. Sometimes you just got to get rid of the car. So when they cut, you cut with Karen screaming, which is great because her voice is horrible Sh- to me. Shrill. Yeah. Yeah. And then he says, I hit a skunk. Go ahead and do the math on that. <laughs> so you scooped it up and put it in your trunk? Yeah. <laughs> skunk, How little I... respect does he have for them? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the next bit of the minute pretty much shows. Yeah, that's a good point. Very little. His poor, well, old, just... his, his poor oldest daughter really wants to see what's in the trunk. I, I understand that. My leg, chicken leg. Wants to see. <laughs> a wing. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, he, they tried. He tried... Um, a couple of Karen's bottles of perfume. He kept it overnight. He smashed them in there, and that didn't help. And he had to eventually just junk, junk, junk the car. You think that, like, this is clearly a man who has no idea how chemistry works. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't go to school, Josh. What I like is that he just it's smashed true. some perfume bottles in there. Just ah. <laughs> thought that was going to work. That doesn't work. Yeah. Well, enzymatic cleaner. Well, at Come least, on. At least this in the movie, he's got a sponge. He's got some soap. He's, he's, he's got the hose. He's doing his Bleach. best. You know, White yeah. vinegar. Come on. It's right, not... Yeah. It's not rocket science. It's very basic science. Just saying, the next time you need a body taken care of, I'm your man. 
when he yells at his daughter to go with her mother, that 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 was that gave me that was like, oh, that was you had a Vietnam like flashback. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's important that the kids understand that he's not mad at them. Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they didn't do anything. The whole he, reason we're doing the show is really just to go through all of Ron's childhood issues. He 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 gives this do- he gives that daughter the look. The look and the point. The look and the point. That's scary. What does that mean? <laughs> that you better get out of there. You're not supposed to be there. <laughs> I like how you had a childhood that took place like that that disappeared for everybody else ten to twenty years prior. <laughs> like you like experienced like a fifties and sixties childhood where the rest of us had seventies and eighties. Well, I, you didn't grow up on Long Island like I did, so That's true. I got out. Yep. Well, there was a divorce, but either way. Yeah. Um Either way, you were done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so I, I was, I, I enjoyed the long shot of his house, and you see the car parked in between the two houses, but there's an enormous fire hydrant right in front of the car. Hmm. And so I, I wonder how he backed the car into that spot because it's not a driveway. Like he pulled it into the back to get to the hose. I guess it's not so by the garage. A, there's not a back alley. No, there's not a back alley. But there's, but I don't know if you see it. If you're looking at it, there's an enormous fire hydrant. So anyway. That's weird. Yep, there you go. Well, that's where the shot worked. These are the things I noticed. So now this minute continues on, and we finally get to spend some time with Janice, who we've seen, we first saw at the Copa, when the double date with uh, Polly and uh, the other girl. Which I still believe, looking back on that, I still believe that's the night they they met. I still believe that's the night. Well, yeah, we'll get into how they met in a second, and that'll all make sense then. Yeah, I got confused about Polly, by the way. Uh, Tommy and Frankie. Tommy. Well, because sometimes I get confused myself. The reason why I'm confused is because in real life it was Polly. Anyway. Ah. Um. So uh, we met Janice, and now we Janice turns out to be his girlfriend, his guma. And uh, Ron, what do we know about Janice? So Janice, in real life, uh, her name was not Janice. Surprise, surprise. Uh, in fact, her real name was Linda. Okay. Uh, I, despite all my research, I've been unable to identify her last name. Or if she's dead or alive or what, ha- whatever. <laughs> but uh, but in the book, in Wise Guy, uh, Henry Hill explains that he met Linda uh, in late 1969, and it was actually by accident. Um, he was actually getting ready to go to Rikers Island for a 60-day uh, bit, as he calls it, or a 60-day sentence for untaxed cigarettes. So uh, one of those cases of going to prison. Uh, but yeah, so uh, it turns out Linda and her friend were having dinner at a at a steak pla- steak place in Rockville Center, and Henry and Peter Vario, Paulie's son, were there yeah, as well. Peter. Yep. And so uh, and Peter starts talking to Linda's friend, and Vera so Henry, Lynn. Vera Lynn, yeah. And Linda starts, and so he and Henry starts talking to Linda because you know the, the the two guys talking to each other, um, and so found out that uh, that they shared an apartment in Hempstead. And uh, Linda, w- at the time, was just 20 years old, and she had just come back from California, and she had that tall, blonde California look, and Henry fell in love. So That's not the girl in the movie. No, she is trashy. Oh, Ron. Well, you're going to feel like an asshole now, because uh, Gina Janice here is played by Gina Mastro Giaromo yep. from Great Neck, Long Island. That's about right. Uh, who had um, she did, She had a pretty solid career. She worked steadily until her tragic death oh, in 2001 at the age of 39 of a rare bacterial infection of the heart. Ooh. Well, that doesn't change the fact that she's portraying a trashy-looking... Yeah, yes, the character is trashy. Yeah, the character is trashy. I don't think, though, the actress isn't trashy. So, but... Gina Mastro Giacomo. Giacomo. Mastro Giacomo? Mastro Giacomo. 
Nice. God. Nice. That's good. So <laughs> Henry got a second uh, woman, a, a girlfriend, a serious one, and he put her in an apartment. Around the corner from the suite. Around the corner from where he works. Or his nightclub. Right. And, he's, yeah, yeah. and he stays over several nights a week. Yeah. Well, more this than several. A, We're going to find that out later. This is a second marriage. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But the <sighs> thing is, is that you got to understand is that the and and they, they but you got to understand that they were just hardworking blue collar no, guys. No, no, they they, they got they, they talk about it in the book and Wise Guy as well too. Is that the girlfriend, the steady girlfriend on the side, was like seen as it was like a it was a a, a accomplishment. It was like a it, you know it was seen as a, a sign of success. You You're know, man you enough and you're successful that. enough that you can support it. You can get it exactly. Like a shake. Exactly. Like, like if you, you know, you have a wife and you have a family, but then if you have a girlfriend and you can rent them an apartment and, and get them a car and do all that sort of stuff, it, you know, it, it was, you know, Pelleggi likens it to the ultimate luxury purchase. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And this, wow. Is, this is not just any apartment. This apartment's got antiques, Maurice Valencia, well, crystal balls, silk from Siam. I mean, this I, is like this my, is I, no spare spared expenses. Wait, my, my note, wait, my, before, my, wait. My, my note here is that the apartment is over decorated, even by 1970 standards. It's gaudy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously that's the case. But hold on, before we move on to that, because we had just talked about Karen a little bit, and how he has no respect for her, and 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 Henry says the line, "She never asked any questions anyway." So since she didn't ask, carte blanche, do what you want. <laughs> It's fine. Yeah. And and then I also wonder, you know, we were just saying, you know, well, they were hardworking guys. They wanted to give a little – I'm wondering, does Karen – is there a point where Karen isn't giving that speech anymore? And are we there? Well, no, no, not yet. Not yet. We're real – I mean, end of the week we are. Yeah. Well, not right now we're not. So the Karen who comes out and smells the stinky car, like she's on that spectrum. She's not where she was earlier. Right. That's interesting. Let's talk about the fun fact, Ron. Okay. Yeah. So Janice mentions that the – or some, one of her friends mentions – or maybe it was Janice. No, right? Janice. She's sitting on the couch, and she's showing how nice it is and says, it's Maurice, it's Maurice Valencia. Which I couldn't find any Maurice Valencia. Because she's I, mispronouncing I, it. I found Maurice Valencia. <laughs> yep. <laughs> who, uh, who opened a furniture store in New York City in 1932 and uh, eventually also opened a Valencia design group. And in 1998, his son Eric – Took over the took over as CEO. Yeah, There's, so yeah, so Maurice Valencia was uh it it you know after opening the furniture business in thirty two it became a chain of stores in the New York metro area and you know we we've already when we were talking about Maurice commercial uh Maurice Maurice Valencia or Maurice Valencia uh, seeing those ads in the circulars and things like yes. that were common you know like it, I think you still see them in the yeah like that that papers. that like that like it's not a handwriting font but it's a like a fancy font the script yeah it's, it's a script, script it's a scripty font. Right and uh, and it was a sign. It was it was like listen, that's some nice furniture. That's some nice furniture. Because <laughs> well, what was, was it up market, or was it just like because she really they she hits the the she hits at home that this she's got Maurice Maurice Valencia. Right. No, like, it was. So I mean, yeah. It was, well, no, it's not. Yeah, like it's not Sears, right? You know, but like it's, it's, it's a subtle hint at their class level. I mean, right. It, it goes yeah. back to when Karen first hung out with all them at that party and talked about how cheap they were and they had the cheap clothes and cheap furniture. I mean, at a certain level, you you think that a certain level of, of furniture is super nice when it's actually. It's like the restaurant thing, right? Yeah. Like where some people like we're going out to Olive Garden tonight. Yeah. Ooh. So you know, when you that move up that way. What What's interesting about Maurice Valencia is that uh, he was known for doing kind of modern and contemporary design, 
right? And uh, brought a lot of contemporary design into American kind of furniture. You know, if you if you think back, if you look at furniture and and you know the the development in America, there's a lot of craftsmen and Shaker and Quaker and all that sort of stuff. But Maurice Valencia was one of the people who uh, brought things like Scandinavian design. You know, which now with IKEA is quite is, is quite common. Um, square, sure, square. square. Stuff. He <laughs> he actually one of his like he's most well known for uh, a sectional couch. That was not something that was done before Maurice Valenci. Uh, oh. He he introduced the the sectional couch to New York, and then it went from there. So uh, yeah, so I mean Maurice Valenci is is a, a mainstay of the New York metro area when it comes to furniture, and and uh, I'm not surprised to hear that she's very impressed by it. So yeah, Josh, it is upmarket. I mean it's not, okay. you know, it's, it's not, not it's not like like the Rockefellers might not have it, but in this kind of you know skewed sense of what is successful, this is nice. And it's a All sign right. that so, for someone who came from nothing to have a little have something, right. you know, this right. is some- and 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 she, and she bought it all. Plus. It's all silk from Siam. Silk yeah. from Siam, Josh. Siam. Uh, it, it just what was the cost of decorating this place? Well, that's that's really the thing. It's, yeah. I'm still decorating my house. It's a right. significant investment in his Saturday night date. Friday night. Right. Friday night. Friday. Friday. Night. Friday. Yeah. yeah, Saturdays for the wives. Friday night was yeah, for yeah. the girlfriends. It's a significant investment. Cost. I think. Yeah, I guess it makes more sense to go in with more energy. Right. Well, okay. maybe maybe it's because he loved her. Um, no. Well, <laughs> I mean, nope. but that, that's what that's what we're hearing in the in the music. Mm-hmm. That's true. Love. So uh, this, well, this, 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 the, the, the song in this episode, in this issue, in this issue, God almighty. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, do you, have the, do you have the song info? Baby, I Love You uh, by Aretha Franklin, 1967. Reached number four on the Hot 100 and number one on the Rhythm and Blues, the Hot Rhythm and Blues chart. That's Aretha uh, Franklin. Written, yeah, Aretha Franklin. She's she's the she's the godmother of soul. Yep. So there you go. Uh, it, it's it's really it's one of those songs that like you know, but you don't like. I, I don't know it, but I know it. You know what I mean? It, it just sounds that was like very a, that was very very zen. That was very zen, but it was also very mafia esque. I don't Listen, know, you, but you, I know it. You know, you don't, I don't know it, but I know it. Well, you know, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it, it's it just. It tells us where we are. It's very upbeat. It's loving. It's very familiar. It sort of makes this whole thing feel like, oh, what a what a great time we're having now. How representative of this era. Everything is wonderful. Right. Um, and then Tommy is handed a dog and he talks about eating it, which Frankie thinks is hilarious. He's gonna cook this fucking dog. I'm <laughs> gonna eat it. Well, his his friend's girlfriend just handed him a little fucking dog to hold. Yeah. That seems like the wrongest person. To give it to him, there's a yeah. hundred people there. Don't give it to that guy. And Henry sitting, Henry sitting, sitting right there. Should have given it to Frankie. Yeah, because if you remember, Angelo Seppi had all those animals living in his. Oh, apartment. you're right. Yeah, he was the animal guy. Yeah, yeah. He's a good little dog. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice that's a huge room they're in? Yes. There's a ton of people there. And oh, what the living room? Yeah. You got to fill it all with that furniture for God's sakes. Yeah. Jeez. Well, they, they made money in inch stacks. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. True. Let's talk about her crystal ball. <laughs> it's so weird. It's, it's so... a crystal ball. Was that a thing? <laughs> and like not only does she have a crystal ball, but it's on a it's on a bookshelf with not one, not two, but seventeen other gaudy items, and yet she <laughs> highlights the crystal ball. Well, it's classy. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. When did the Lord of the Rings animations come out? Is that around then? <laughs> 
Is that a Palantir? <laughs> oh, man. Is that, is that a nerd low for this show? That was, yeah, I think it was. Okay, so. nice work. Thanks. Me. I got, I got nothing else for this minute after the Palantir. Well, I, I guess my you answered this question, but my note was, is this gaudy for the 70s or just us now? But I think that we're no, coming. No, yeah, it's is just This is just objective gaudy. This is gaudy even by 70s standards. I, one more look question. At, look at the freaking pantsuit she's wearing. It's like it's like sparkly. Like she is the definition of gaudy. This woman. Yeah, I know, but there's very few things where you look back at yourself five, ten, fifteen years later where you go, "Well, that didn't look good." But yeah, this is, but look at those giant candle holders on her. Table. Yeah, I mean, right. I, we understand the '70s was particularly bad. The '80s was worse, though. Yeah. You know, the uh, other thing about handing uh, Tommy the dog was she did it over the bar. Right, which isn't sad. <laughs> that dog could have kicked off three or four bottles. These guys don't care about that. They're used to having 100 bottles around. Oh, I'm afraid of the dog leaking a little over the bar. Oh, I don't think that's the thing. Because it's a little dog. It's, it's a little, you, you don't have one of those little dogs. Those little dogs leak all over the place. Dude, not, but the, not usually when you're holding them, though. Yeah, they do. They squeeze them. Okay. That's, I think this apartment's bigger than my apartment. So. <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I bet, yeah, it definitely is. Um, fuck. Last question. I need a mafia sugar daddy. <laughs> Do all of Janice's friends know that Henry is married? Is this an open thing? Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Still wearing the ring? He was wearing the ring in the other scene. Yeah, he's always wearing the ring. Maybe they do. I don't know. That's a good question. Are they so are these the type of girls who all know that you can get a married guy? Yes. This yeah. is, yes. They've all they're all girl these girls I think are all girlfriends of other mafias. Other guys, right. Yeah. Yeah. So does she then have to like because Karen only gets to hang out with the wives. Does this one only get to hang out with the Gumas? I think so, yeah. That's the whole... That's you keep the, it in a circle. Right. Yeah. Huh. There's just so much to think about. Before we end, uh, end the minute run, I'm looking back at the beginning with the car and the giant uh, fire hydrant. Yeah. I feel like these houses must have back alleys. Yes. You because, think so? Yeah, because he... Henry's car itself is in that same situation where there's no way to get out off the street. Well, my only thought, my only thought was that he could have backed around it because, like, it looks deceiving because there's a concrete walkway that you think might be one of those like car, you know, like like you know, like a driveway type thing. But there's only one of them, so it's not. Yeah, I, th- just, I think it, they had back alleys. They had to have. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, yeah that's that's. I mean, if, where were they? Queens. Long Island, Queens, Long that's, Island. Maybe? That's how that's how it would work in in a lot of neighborhoods. There'd be yeah. back alley. There'd be a back alley. It wouldn't necessarily be a driveway, but you could bring a car back there. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Maybe. And it wouldn't be a hydrant. Well, there's a hydrant on the on the on the street. Yeah. See, yeah. Yeah, that works. No, but uh, yeah, I can't tell because eh. there's too much there's too much foliage behind the house to see what's behind it. It has to be. It, but but the thing is is that the, the shot of the houses on the street does not look like Astoria or Queens. It looks it looks more right. like it looks more like Long Island where maybe. there are not there are not back alleys. Yeah. Well, maybe it's one of those sort of middle areas. Yeah. Mass bath. Yeah. Yeah, who knows. So yeah. on a scale of 1 but, to 100, but, but, how but how big is this listener? Yeah, but, but Connor, how big is that fire hydrant? It's gigantic. Right. Okay, thank you. I'm not the, fuck, the fuck count for this episode is 2 uh, both are from Tommy. One is dog related. <laughs> what is the other one? What is the other one? You you hear him in you hear him in the background talking uh, while she's talking. Sure. <laughs> I, I really have a I'm a t- highly attuned now to the fucks. <laughs> Your mother must be so proud. I just I love the idea that someday, <laughs> ten years from now, he's gonna be. 
I don't know, back at his mom's house, and Goodfellas is going to be on in the background. He's not going to be watching. But if you look at his finger, it's going to be counting him out. He's going to be tapping him out. That's what I do at my desk. He's not going to be looking. He's just going to know it. And I really like that idea. I'll be able to point out the controversial one where I can't quite figure out if it's a fuck or not. Can everyone be quiet because it's your white whale? (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Well, I think that's a good place to end episode 67, or minute 67, sorry. Uh, tune in tomorrow for 68. Until then, you can check us out on Twitter at Goodfellas Minute and on Instagram and Facebook at Goodfellas Minute. And you can find all of our episodes at goodfellasminute.com. And to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash gfm or you can go to goodfellasminute.com slash support where you can shop via Amazon. And those people who have gone to Patreon, if you shopped at a certain or you supported us at a certain level, one of you lucky people is going to get your own mafia nickname on Friday. So stay tuned for that. If you have any questions or comments, if you had noticed anything, if you are one of Ron's parents who want to write us in, email us at contact at goodfellasminute.com. And until tomorrow. Or will I go from a rags to return? My fate is up.